It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events all centered around our community. Now, here's your host, Troy Holden. And welcome back to the Portland Morning Brew. This is your local podcast brought to you by your area chamber of commerce. This is episode 16 as we have moved along over the past uh, 15, 16, 18 weeks, however long we may skip a week here and there with holidays, but uh, we're doing our best to get you the information you need to make some good decisions and, and know more about our local businesses and people in the community. Today, we welcome Brandon Murphy. Brandon is with uh, Edward Jones here in town. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I know we're both recovering uh, after the day after Thanksgiving, uh, and this uh, episode may pop up on the following Monday or maybe the Monday after. I don't think they've decided for sure yet, but uh, uh, we'll see if we can get through it without uh, one of us being in too much pain after all this this food we've had. That's right. <laughs> Pretty sure I gained 10 pounds yesterday. I, I tell you what, it, it'll just going from normal eating to that in one day will really make a difference in how you feel. I'm just dragging today. Um, I just, I don't know. I think eating what I shouldn't eat just takes all my energy away or something. I don't know what happened, but we will, we'll get through it. We'll be okay. And then we've got the weekend to recover. So hopefully things will be a lot better for Monday. Um, Brandon, first off, tell us a little bit about you and, you know, if you're from the area and what your background is. Yes, sir. Um, well, you know, starting, I was born in Pennsylvania, uh, so not originally from Portland. Um, I left when I was 18. I joined the Marines and I spent my first eight years of, from the age of 18 and, uh, on, uh, in the Marine Corps. I did six combat deployments with the Marines and then, uh, I got right smart as we would call it here in Portland. <laughs> One night, uh, we were taking fire in Afghanistan. I had uh, helicopter support from the army <clears throat> and, uh, I looked up and I said, well, that boy's getting a hot meal and a hot shower. I want to be him, uh, instead of sleeping in the dirt. So I, mm-hmm. I switched services in 2007 and, uh, I joined the army and became a helicopter pilot and I flew Kiowa warriors. Uh, I did, uh, three more combat deployments with the army and then retired in 2019 uh, and then started with Edward Jones and moved to Portland in 2020, uh, middle of a pandemic, great time to move. And, but uh, we always knew Tennessee was going to be home. We did four and a half years of research on where to retire to from the military, Uh, spent 10 years finally getting Fort Campbell and Mm -hmm. uh, agreed to go back to Iraq. I came home from Afghanistan in 2017 went right back to Iraq. That was April, went right back to Iraq in August of 2017. And so, uh, agreed to do that so I could get here to Tennessee. And then in 2020, we moved out here to Portland and, uh, my family's trying to convince my wife that she should move back home, but she says Portland, Tennessee is home. So we're not going anywhere. There you go. There you go. Well, first off, thanks for your service. That's, it's a, it's a blessing to know that we've got, you know, people that can, uh, uh, can can do that and 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 reenlist and keep going back and we really appreciate you for that and really have the uh, understand the the troubles in trying to come here in 2020. So you said you did a lot of research. What what's kind of stood out about Portland? 
so what stood out for us as far as Tennessee and Portland goes <clears throat> is uh, there's no state income tax here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everywhere else that we lived for the most part during our military time was uh, had a state income tax. And mm-hmm. so that's that's really big for us is to find a place that didn't have a state income tax. Uh, the other thing that was really big for us was the hometown feel that's here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we moved all over the world. We moved all over the country. Uh, but we were welcomed more in Portland as visitors during a strawberry festival than we were just about anywhere else we had ever moved. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that got us looking and paying attention. And uh, we had a meeting with Bill Robertson here in Portland, uh, who's at Edward Jones in Portland. And uh, we sat down and we talked about it. He said, yeah, absolutely. Come on out and, and move to Portland. And so uh, we found that hometown feel. We started making friends right away. It didn't take any time at all. We were welcomed into the community, um, you know, uh, something that you don't get everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and so we started with that and and found that, that Portland really was the place we wanted to be. And so we went on the search to try to find a home here in Portland. Oh, okay. Well, great. Great. Um, you may be the first person that I have talked to on the podcast that didn't grow up here. And that is, and I'm not saying it's unusual uh, to not to have grown up here, but it's amazing to me how many people that have grown up here and then stayed here and kept a business here or worked here. Um, It's not that there's one way's right or wrong. I think it's fantastic to have a mix. Now, let's talk a little bit more about Edward Jones and how you got into that, because unless... You know, I don't see you weren't a pencil pusher. You weren't sitting in the service doing accounting or pencil pushing or, or financial planning. So how did that come to be for you? Uh, you're absolutely correct. I was not a pencil pusher. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the way that it came to be was when I was 16 years old, my grandparents had a financial advisor. And you may remember, uh, you know, just prior to the Y2K bubble and how all those things started to happen in the early 2000s um you know i wasn't 16 then i was you know a little older then but i was paying attention from 16 on with their financial advisor and uh when the y2k bubble happened he kept them in all aggressive investments never had them make a change uh later on in life they foreclosed on the the family home uh, my grandparents uh, had to move into a small tiny ranch style apartment um which was not their ideal living in retirement and uh, I used to send a little bit of military paychecks home to help them make ends meet. Uh, and that really sparked my interest into the finance industry. Mm-hmm. And so I read uh, just about every book that I could get my hands on from, you know, a Barnes and Noble or a Books a Million or an Amazon, uh, you know, really just trying to drill down and understand how he went wrong or how they went wrong and how that happened to them. Uh, because as you know, a significant event in your life will make you take steps to figure something out. And so I started that process. Uh, My last six years of active duty, I was a financial peace university facilitator, the Dave Ramsey program, just helping soldiers understand uh, budgeting and and moving forward and, and really getting them in a place where financial readiness was mission readiness. You know, if their families were taken care of back home, then we knew that they were going to be capable and ready on the battlefield. They weren't worried mm-hmm. about if their family could eat or keep their lights on or keep the heat on in the winter. Right. And so my, my last six years of active duty, I focused on that 
uh, helped 120 soldiers become debt-free, everything except the mortgage on the home. And uh, as I was retiring, I started looking at different processes and different places to be. Edward Jones was one of the financial firms that never told me I had to sell a specific product. I had to do something that was in the best interest of the firm. It's always in the best interest of the client. Mm -hmm. And they never forced me into that position. And so I, uh, after about what seemed like 10 interviews, uh, I finally was made an offer and moved to Edward Jones. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it, it is very important that something aligns with your values. Um, it, it's it's hard to go out and do something that important to people's longevity, their money, their, their everything, and you not feel connected to it uh, and not feel dedicated to it. Um, I have a, uh, uh, my father-in-law worked uh, in the, uh, in the, we'll call it the life insurance and annuities business, but the firm that he worked for was very grounded for families. It was very, uh, you know, and he started out with another firm several years ago and it was not, and he left there and went to one that he felt more strongly about. And I won't mention names, but, um, uh, because he believed in it and knew they, it would treat people right. And they were looking out for people's best interest. You know, he really did well with that because he could proudly represent what he was doing. And I'm sure that's a big part of what you feel with, with Edward Jones. Absolutely. It sure is. So had this not been the thing that you got into, let's just uh, crystal ball this for a second. What, what, what other interests would you have had or what other things would you may have looked at, uh, at doing? Well, I, outside of this industry, uh, I had the most fun in my entire life flying helicopters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was pursuing avenues to continue flying. Uh, maybe making the switch. There's a, a program that's a rotary wing to airline uh, a transition program that will take you from flying helicopters in the army to flying, you know, 747s for, for companies. Mm -hmm. And, and so I did look into some of that to see if that was a step that I would take. Uh, I would say that aviation would, would be the number one thing outside mm -hmm. of this that I would go do. Okay. Okay. Now, do you still do any flying uh, as a hobby or, or anything? Uh, so I'm actually getting back up flying right now. Uh, mm -hmm. my flight physical, I let it lapse, <laughs> which we're not supposed to do, uh, admittedly, <laughs> but, uh, I let it go ahead and lapse. And so I'm updating my flight physical, uh, as we speak, actually, we, we just sent off the paperwork uh, mm -hmm. for that. And so once my flight physical comes back approved, then, uh, I'll finish the, what's called a fixed wing add on and be back up flying airplanes. Oh, okay. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so let's talk a little about family. Uh, you mentioned uh, coming here with your wife. I'm sure there's children. And, and uh, what, what sort of things do you guys like to do in the area? Great question. Um, so my family, my wife, Amanda, and I, we've been married uh, December 29th of this year will be 21 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, she spent the majority of my military career with me. So, you know, God, God bless her for that, uh, being my rock <laughs> and, and support through all mm -hmm. of that. Uh, my, we have a 10 year old son, uh, Tristan and a two year old son, Rowan, uh, and Tristan enjoys going to Cloud Ridge elementary school and he loves going to the library here in Portland. That's, uh, one of our staples, something that we do at least once a month mm -hmm. as we head over to the library here, uh, during the summer months, my wife takes him to all the, the, uh, 
the kids' events. I think it's on a Wednesday, but you, I'd probably be wrong uh, on which day of the week it is. But mm-hmm. she takes him over to the library, and they, they enjoy spending a lot of time there. He learns from those programs, uh, really enjoys going over there and doing that summer program that they have. And, and he reads all summer long because of that. Uh, Good. We love going Good. to Richland Park. Uh, we love learning the history of Portland. Um, that that was really big for us when we moved to Portland was to understand the history. And so we try to get out and see the different things in Portland. Uh, when the, the museum was still here in Portland that was open, uh, we went through there uh, a few different times. And, mm-hmm. and my son just likes looking at the old trucks and the old vehicles. But really to learn and understand Portland uh, and, and how Portland it came to be is a big a big thing for us as a family. Right, right. So let's talk a little bit more about Edward Jones and on a couple of different levels. First, as to uh, financial planning and et cetera. And then maybe let's talk a little bit about uh, reaching out to young people and trying to get them to start early. But let's let's talk about the typical uh, the typical clients that you probably see, which Portland is a very, uh, there's a lot of industry here in Portland. You're, there's a lot of opportunity, I'm sure, with those folks who are making a pretty decent wage, but maybe they're just not investing yet or they're not thinking about their future. Uh, and then, of course, there are the younger uh, folks who are coming out of high school, going to college, and of course, you'd, you'd love to see them start early, even if it's a small amount, just something to start putting something away or investing in something. So talk about those two things for the Portland area and what you can do for those people. Again, great, great question. But, uh, you know, the number one thing that we can do, uh, Edward Jones or anywhere uh, for people is, you know, just let them know that your biggest cost to investing is waiting you need to be investing. And, uh, you know, all of us are guilty of it when we're younger. Uh, you know, oh, well, I don't have $50 to put into an account or I don't have, you know, $100 to put into an account every month. Uh, we, we talk ourselves into spending it somewhere else. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest cost of that, again, is waiting. So if we're spending it somewhere else, then we're, we may not have it for later. And so something that we need to do is we need to stick to a budget and we need to start investing. And and the earlier you start that process, the better it is for you, as you know, Troy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and are there things that, you know, a, a young person uh, just out of high school, maybe into college, they have very little to invest. Are there things that they can even start at a very young age that would help them? Absolutely. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a millionaire to start investing. And, and so you could look at the different avenues. You could look at a traditional IRA. You could look at a Roth IRA, uh, even just in an individual account, just, you know, setting aside that emergency cash. If, mm-hmm. if people haven't started with that process, you know, a little bit of that money needs to be liquid and in an emergency cash position. And that's, you know, typically three to six months of your living expenses. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, really setting yourself up for future success is if you start right away, as soon as you start working, maybe you're 18 and uh, you went to TCAT and learned, you know, one of the wonderful programs that they have from there and you're a welder now and you're 19 and you're making $90,000 a year as a welder. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, let's be smart with that money. Let's get you some money that's in place as an emergency cash investment uh, and then start, you know, Roth IRA. That's going to be tax-free money in retirement. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Young folks, listen up. Uh, here's here's one here that will tell you as I'm approaching 60, uh, don't put it off, prepare, do the things that you should do. Um, I can remember as a young man sitting at Nissan uh, as a new employee, and they're talking about how much, if you would just do this for the next 10 years, this is how much you'll have. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it, you know, of course at the time I was, you know, right at 30 years old, I wish I had done that 10 years prior, but you know, it was a, you know, it still wasn't too late. If you're 30 years old, it's not too late. If you're 50 or 60, it's still sometimes not too late. It's a lot more difficult uh, to, to get a lot in a short period of time. But my gosh, at the age of 25 or 30, it doesn't take a lot of money to put back, to put you in a very good position when you retire. Uh, you could really be in a good position. That's right. Well, and they, they say when's the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Well, the next best time to plant a tree is right now. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Brandon, let everyone know how to reach you and get in touch with you uh, so they can speak to you about these things. How do they find you? Absolutely. Uh, you can give my office a call at 615-382-7956. Uh, you can also go online. Uh, you can type my name in, Edward Jones, Brandon Murphy, and you can request an appointment right through the online location. Uh, or you can come out and see me at 3130 Tom Austin Highway in Springfield, Tennessee, uh, which is where we just relocated my office to. Okay. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for your time. Again, thank you for your service. We're glad to have you and your family, your children here. Hope they really enjoy growing up in a in a wonderful small town like this. Um, I, I was blessed to grow up in what used to be a small town called Murfreesboro, but it's not small anymore. <laughs> it, it, was, it was when I grew up there. It was a nice place to grow up. But uh, uh, I, I believe it will be a wonderful payoff for you and your family. And we're glad to have you here in Portland. And I'm sure uh, glad to have you here at Edward Jones and as part of our Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening and join us again soon.